It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, breakfast cereal aficionado and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Coach, I'm guessing that not many of you got into college coaching because of the fact that you wanted to be great salespeople. That actually is something that uh, most coaches discover uh, very late in the process, basically when it's too late. But understanding how to talk about price and how to actually guide a family, parents and the athlete, through that process is so critical to being successful as a coach that we wanted to devote some time to it today. Uh, And that's what we're gonna do in this episode of College Recruiting Weekly, which if you hear things in the background that aren't the normal uh, quiet studio sound that uh, you may have come become accustomed to uh, here on the podcast, it's because I'm doing this from an airport. Uh, A combination of uh, some jumbled schedules and a rescheduled interview has me uh, kind of talking uh, a little bit at the last minute, and uh, like I said, we're switching some things around. So if you hear airport sounds, uh, people walking with luggage, those annoying carts with the beeping horns, the drive-by and general airport announcements... Uh, that's not a shtick. That is the real deal. I'm talking to you and doing the podcast from an airport, which, like you, is uh, a big part of uh, our life as we travel around the campuses around the country. And that's actually where I am coming back from, is a campus where we did some work with a client. And uh, that's the best part of my job, is being able to uh, help coaching staffs and clients get better at what they do. Uh, But enough of that. That's where we are. We're at an airport, and that's all you need to know. Uh, One quick announcement before we get into the meat of this topic uh, of of price and selling and guiding a parent and an athlete through that process. Uh, And that is, many of you have asked about uh, the National Collegiate Recruiting Conference, which is our annual event in June, as one of those beeping carts goes by. It's our annual event in June for college coaches who want to be great recruiters. And uh, we haven't announced a location. We haven't announced a date simply because uh, we're still working out the details. And it's taking longer than usual uh, because we're actually switching some things up. We're trying to get away from the standard uh, hotel meeting room. The reason we're trying to get away from that is that it was starting to look and feel and act a little too corporate. Uh, it was actually getting a little too large. And as we, as I especially look back into the last year or so, or last several years of, of doing it, but last year especially, um, it started to, as I was evaluating it, the conference for me started to take on more work of the planning and the logistics rather than the fun of actually getting up and talking with coaches and and relaying good advice that actually was impactful and helpful. And no doubt we've had great speakers over the years and we will continue to bring in the best speakers. 
but I just felt like the format wasn't quite right. So we're looking at some venues and some things that uh, would add a little bit more energy into the proceedings and be a little bit more different than the average hotel. And frankly, also, we're, all, we're, we're always trying to keep costs down on your side so that you're able to have more hotel choice, you're able to um, get the most for the money you devote towards coming to that. So if you're one of those coaches that has asked, hey, what are the details about NCRC, the National Collegiate Recruiting Conference, because I want to come again this year, I so much appreciate that. If you can hang tight just a couple more weeks, uh, we will be announcing where and when one of the big changes that we're making, and I'll sort of uh, let you in on this, is that we're going to move away from the weekend conference, and we're going to be doing it midweek. And that's based largely on feedback from you as as the attendees, that sometimes you're having to choose or sacrifice uh, going to a recruiting event, uh, going and scouting future recruits in favor of coming to the conference, which we appreciate, but we don't want to have to have you make that choice. And so we're actually looking at a midweek conference, which would allow you to do your events on the weekends, uh, come get great recruiting information and great networking during the week. We're still looking at very early June, uh, probably in the neighborhood somewhere in that first full week of June, June 4th through the 9th, somewhere in there. So if you want some general knowledge, I just gave it to you. Um, We're trying to decide on a location in either the the northeast or the south. And uh, beyond that, I will make sure uh, to get you information, especially as our podcast listeners, as soon as I have it. But before uh, we let too much time go by and before I have to go and catch my next flight, I wanted to take a second and talk about the cost of your school, assuming that you aren't giving away a full scholarship, which is 98% of you. Uh, I want to talk about the price, how to talk about price, and some of the misconceptions we see coaches having about price. Um, And I want to reference a, a fantastic article by one of my favorite thinkers and authors, uh, Seth Godin. And you can follow him at Twitter at Seth Godin, which is S-E-T-H-G-O-D-I-N. And and also he has a great blog. If you Google him, uh, you'll come up with an endless number of references and, and great resources. He's done some fantastic TED Talks. He had an article on price today that was so applicable to college coaches. I wanted to talk about it. And I want to read it to you first and then talk about it. Uh, So this is Seth Godin talking about price, and the title of his article is Sort by Price, which many of us do when we go online and look for things. So Sort by Price. And he says, imagine a supermarket, or any store for that matter, where the items are arranged by price. At one end is the salt and the chewing gum on the low side, and at the other end are mops and steaks. We always think about the cost of an item before we buy it, but we don't buy it because of what it costs. Remember that phrase. He continues, if you find yourself acting like you sell a commodity, saying, quote, this is category X and the price is Y, then you cease doing any sort of marketing. You're a commodity provider by choice, which is fine, as long as you're okay with competing in a race to the bottom. He continues, the alternative is to do the difficult and risky work of earning attention, earning a reputation, and mostly telling a story that takes your product or service out of the commodity category and into a space defined by connection, meaning, and possibility instead. Uh, 
he ends with this this uh, paragraph, Coach. Low price is the refuge for the marketer who doesn't have anything more meaningful to offer. Powerful stuff for college coaches. And I say that because so many coaches that I meet act like a commodity dealer. You represent a college. Our college costs this. Uh, are you going to come for our cost or not? And then when they don't, and they cite another college that might uh, have a lower price, might have uh, um, a, a different net that uh, that uh, you you can't match, that your admissions department, financial aid uh, office won't meet, you get frustrated because you've just lost another recruit. Um, and one of the things that we make clear in the workshops that we do for college coaches and athletic departments, uh, almost in every instance, unless price is just not a factor, is that that the, uh, the one truth that we know about parents is that sometimes it's not the fact that they don't have the money. And that's very much what they present to college coaches a lot of the time is, coach, I just don't, we can't afford it, I don't have the money. And I think many times they have the money they're just not sure that they want to spend it with your college. Very, very important difference. Again, is it that they don't have the money or is it that they have the money and they're not convinced yet or don't see the reasoning behind needing and wanting to spend it at your college? And that's why this article and this thought by Seth Godin, one of the best marketing authors in the country, uh, and if any book you want to read, I recommend anything by him. He's fantastic. Uh, let me go through this and, and just sort of talk about this article and what price means. And as you're thinking about it and spending time listening to this podcast here for the next few minutes, ask yourself if this is you, if you're doing this in your presentation. But remember, in the article, he, he asks us to imagine a supermarket or any store where the items are arranged by price. At one end, salt and chewing gum. At the other end, mops, steaks, and more expensive items. Now, we'll stop right there. How many times do you go onto the internet, and I know I do it all the time for flights because uh, here I am in an airport and I am flying a lot in, in what we do with college athletic departments and our clients as coaches, and I will look for first for the least expensive flights because I want to see what the options are. I want to see how good of a deal could I get. And that's, you know, we do that a lot on uh, on the internet. Um, we order as a family a good number of things through Amazon because it's less expensive and it's uh, convenient. They'll deliver it right to our house in the next day or two. So again, that is a commodity. We're, we're looking at something um, food, general items around the house, and Amazon's convenient. It's costing the less. So if I'm going to buy a commodity like Kleenex or dishwashing soap, why wouldn't I get it uh, for the least amount of money possible? So we do that a lot. That's, that's not an, un, uh, an unimaginable uh, idea for most of us. He continues in the second paragraph, we always think about the cost of an item before we buy it, but we don't buy it because of what it costs. We always think about the cost of an item before we buy it, but we don't buy it because of what it costs. So for instance, on Amazon, he's right. You buy it because of the convenience. You buy it because it's saving you a trip to the market, so it's your time. Uh, you're buying it because maybe you can get more for the same amount of money. Um, but, but cost sometimes is not the driving factor. 
And then he goes on, and this is where it starts applying directly to you, coach. If you find yourself, coach, acting like you sell a commodity, saying this is category X and the price is Y, then you've ceased doing any sort of marketing. So for instance, you if you're selling the commodity at a division three school, and so you're, you're, what you're saying is to the family that you're interested in having come compete for you, their son or their daughter and the parents that are helping them make the decision, if you're telling them, hey, we're a division three school and the cost is is $30,000 a year, and after the discounts and everything, you're going to pay $24,000 a year. Uh, you have ceased in doing any kind of marketing. If your end game is we're $24,000 a year, and I hope that we're less expensive than everybody else you're looking at, that's going to be a tough battle to win because I'm here to tell you there is always somebody less expensive, and as many of you have found out, the parents of your recruits are more than happy to continue searching for those other options that uh, present them the opportunity to pay less for your commodity. Uh, Seth Godin continues, you're a commodity provider by choice, which is fine as long as you're okay with competing in a race to the bottom. What does he mean by that, the race to the bottom? I agree with him that on the college end, many colleges, if you look at admissions departments and the way that they kind of sell a college experience and the cost of a college, along with many coaches and the way that they describe and sell what they do and can offer as coaches, it is strictly becoming a commodity. It is something where you're saying, we cost X, come play for me for X. And the natural response from the parent is what? Sounds great. Hold on a second, I'll get back to you. And what do they do? They call your competitor and say, Hey, your uh, your school, the, the, your university just offered us um, whatever X was, $24,000. Can you do better than that? And let's say the other school lowers their, their offer or what they're going to be uh, charging that athlete to $23,000, and they just beat you by $1,000. He'll come back to you and say, well, now the other school just costs us twenty-three, And on and on it goes, and it's maddening, and it puts you in a position where you aren't selling what the school's all about. You're simply selling the price. The reason that I wanted to spend time on this one particular concept of this race to the bottom and, and acting like you're selling a commodity is because, Coach, you are doing the exact opposite of that. You are not selling a commodity. You're selling an experience. You are selling something that is is emotional, where they're making a decision based on a feeling. Uh, that's what you're selling. The college experience, and, and it applies to the parents as well, is about connecting with a place where you feel at home. All of the research that we do when we come on a campus or when we start work with a client centers around finding out why these kids chose the school. And can I tell you that in all the focus group studies that we've done, I actually looked at this the other day, the instances where they talk about price as the deciding factor to come to that school and, and the driving parts of it ends up being only about 4% of the top reasons of why they chose that school. Now, I know that they will lead with that as the reason that as a family they're making the decision and how they're going to make their final decision. It's going to come down to the cost. What I want you to understand is, as buyers, that's what they're supposed to do. 
And parents are being taught by counselors, by outside companies, by the internet, by your competitors, that they should be talking about price. And that this is their one chance to get the most bang for their buck, uh, but that's not how they decide on a school. That is certainly not how most of your kids decide whether or not you are the right program for them. It's not about the cost, and if you make it about the cost, as I describe in, in some of the workshops that we've done in the past, I, what I will tell coaches is that if you're making it about price, and if it is all about who can offer us the lowest price, then you are a used car salesman. And it's strictly our car here is going to be less expensive than the car down the, you know, down the lot, and you hope that they buy it. And if they don't, they're going to go check it, and that's where things get scary because you could lose another, uh, another prospect. So let me offer the alternative again, and from this article with Seth Godin, what he views as the alternative. He says the alternative to this is to do the difficult and risky work of earning attention, earning a reputation, and mostly telling a story that takes your product or your service, I'll add in your college, out of the commodity category and into a space defined by connection, meaning, and possibility instead. That is powerful, an absolutely powerful concept. So again, to, to go through it, that, that it is difficult and risky, the idea of beginning to take your, your product, your program, your college, and remove it from, the, from the, the, the space of a commodity and where it's just about price. And it is, boy, he nails the, the terminology even, the alternative in doing the diff, difficult and risky work of earning attention. Most coaches don't want to take the time to earn attention. They want the quick fix. They want the thing, they want their college to sort of do the heavy listing by making it as inexpensive as possible. And most colleges are moving away from that model, and it's not inexpensive to go to schools. In fact, you can count on your school becoming more and more expensive every year that you coach there, just like at every other school. So if it stays in the commodity category, you're always going to be focused on price and always having to justify why the price just increased on them. So instead, are you willing to do the difficult and risky work of earning attention. What does it mean to earn an athlete's attention? It means that you have to tell a creative, compelling story that not only gets them to pay attention, but gets them to interact with you as a recruiter and as possibly their future coach. How are you doing that? If you're sending one giant letter a week uh, or at the start of the, 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 con the, the uh, process, and maybe you send two more things and then you forward them an email uh, newsletter about uh, the start of your season or um, uh, a link to uh, your one of your players that won uh, conference player of the week. That is not a compelling story. That's not risky. And it's certainly not something that is, is difficult, engaging work. That's sort of taking the easy way out. That is a coach saying, you know what, I got to send them something. So I'll send them this link or I'll send them this story that they did on our team, or I'll send them this brochure that I think maybe admissions already sent them, but I'm gonna send it to them again. That's not difficult and risky work. Whether you have us help you or whether you do it internally on your own, 
you are responsible, coach, for your marketing message. Now, back 10, 15 years ago, you really had to rely on sports information and the messaging that they got out. And I was, I've been around long enough to remember times on college athletic campuses where the legitimate excuse was, hey, we've, we've, we've had a great story, we've had a great season, or I think we could do a better job, but our SID is really dropping the ball, or they're too busy with other programs, they won't produce things for us. Well, technology has made it so easy for you as a coach to be a marketer that really it has fallen on your hands of being responsible for that marketing. You have to be the one to tell the story through social media. You have to tell it to the parents. You have to be consistent in telling it to the athlete through emails, text messages, letters, and and wrapping it all together in a way that, that makes it a story rather than just a series of random facts that are blurted out in, uh, in inconsistent ways. That's the difficult work of earning attention. The result of it, as he continues, Seth Godin continues in this article, earning a reputation and mostly telling a story that takes your product or service out of the commodity category. You want to know how to stop having your your uh, athletes and their parents focus on the price of your school, give them reasons, emotional reasons and experiential reasons why they should come to your program, why you were better than your competition, and why they should pay attention to you, and basically answer the question, why should I choose you, coach? That's what they're looking for. They're looking for that answer to the question, why should I pick you over everybody else? Even if you're more expensive, I can tell you from experience, we have plenty of clients that are more expensive than most of their competitors. And when they start telling the correct story, they're amazed that athletes respond to it. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for families. And you've been through the recruiting process many, many times, hundreds of times for some of you. What you need to understand is that this is a once in a lifetime experience for the family that you're dealing with. And they have been working four, six, eight years towards this goal of playing in college. They need to understand the emotional reason why it's smart for them to choose you. So that gets into mostly telling a story that takes your product or service out of the commodity category. Where does it send it? This is the last part of his recommendation. Out of the commodity category, out of price, and into a space defined by connection, meaning, and possibilities instead. Let me take it out of money. Let's say for you as a Division I coach, it's not about money because your, your, your sport can offer a full scholarship. We can also be talking about conference. Uh, conferences at the Division I level are the commodity. Uh, if you're a BCS caliber school, you know how much you emphasize a BCS caliber experience, BCS conference experience. And for those of you that are mid-majors, lower level D1 schools, you know, and or even Division II schools that, that want Division I athletes to say yes to you, you know how hard it is at the surface to get them to say no to the commodity of the conference. Or let's say it's your facility. Uh, all the schools around you have better facilities, and that's why um, that's why you're thinking you can't you can't win over that prospect because the commodity of your facility. Well, what if you took it out of that? What if you made it not about the facility? In fact, what if you told a story 
so engaging that it actually addresses that and explains why that's not how they should choose their next college program based on a facility. That that should be a non-factor. If they're automatically making it a factor and if your competition is touting their new facility and if you don't have it, why aren't you explaining the reasons why that shouldn't be part of the decision? Now, I know you want your new facility, and as, listen, I, I vote that you get it. I want you to have it. But if you can't have it, I don't want your competition to be using that against you without any kind of an answer. And your, your prospects, if you can give them, again, what, what marketing author Seth Godin describes as, as a connection, meaning, and the idea and the feeling of possibilities at your school, more so than the school with the facility, you're going to win a good chunk of those athletes. Coaches are always surprised when we develop strategies for them centered not around a better facility, bigger facility, but around the ideas about how to make the right decision. And and if you can outlove a prospect at your school and make them feel more welcome than everybody else, you are going to win a lot of those a lot of those prospects. Right now, if you leave it equal, they're going to decide based on the cost, based on the conference, what do the facilities look like? Because that's the that's the de- default. You have to take them out of that default mode. The last uh, part of his article, I'll read it one more time. Low price is the refuge for the marketer who doesn't have anything more meaningful to offer. And I'll rephrase it a little bit. Low price, the cost of your school, is the refuge for the coach who doesn't have anything more meaningful to offer and has not done the difficult work of telling a compelling story. Now, in finishing this up, this is not meant to make you feel guilty. It's not meant to uh, you know, shame you into doing this. I really want you to understand that you are a marketer. You're a sales professional. And your job is tough, and it's competitive, and people make their decisions for emotional reasons. If you aren't creating a story, if you aren't recruiting with that emotional message in mind, you're doing yourself a disservice, and you don't understand how this generation is choosing the schools that they choose and and aligning themselves with the coaches and the programs that they align themselves with. So coach, please understand that there is a way to sell around price and it doesn't revolve around hoping that your school lowers the price of their, their cost of attendance. It's about you doing the difficult heavy lifting, the difficult work of telling a great story and giving them reasons to decide to come to play for you at their program. You can do it. I've seen coaches do it. I've seen coaches with horrible facilities at mediocre schools all of a sudden start getting kids that they should have no business getting on paper, but they get them because they're passionate. They give them reasons why they're better than the other school that they might be looking at. They are the best option. They lay out the reasons. Not every kid buys into that, and not every kid says yes, but enough do that it begins making a marked difference in their program. So that's my encouragement for you. If you're battling price, or you feel like you're you're battling the commodity of your conference, your facility, your record, the things that that you might be comparing yourselves with to other schools, I want you to take heart. All it takes is hard work, doing the difficult work of coming up with a great message, and then employing that on a consistent basis over a long period of time. If you go to our website at dantutor.com and you look at the recruiting blog section, there are 
you could spend the rest of the day reading all of the free articles we've done for coaches over the years on creating the right story, on selling that idea of leading prospects through the decision-making process. It's there for you. There's free resources that don't cost anything. And we can also work with you on a client basis if that's needed. But, but beyond that, I really want you to start to tell a better story of why they should choose you and remove yourself from being just a commodity. All right, Coach, that is going to do it for me. i got to catch a plane, so I'm going to say goodbye from Charlotte International Airport and encourage you to go to dantutor.com. There are so many good free resources for you, and we're here to help, so please let us know how we can do that. Ask me show questions at dantutor on Twitter. And until next time, have a great week and work hard at being the best recruiter you can.